Greetings, ladies. Thank you for gathering with me again as we look at Chapter 4 of the Godly Woman Bible Study titled, The Christ-Centered Life, The Lordship of Christ. Let's begin our time with prayer. Dear Father, today we will look at the Christ-centered life, choosing Jesus truly as our Lord and focal point of our life. Give us a teachable heart to understand your word by allowing our spirit and soul to align with your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, ladies, we are assigning spiritual truths to each part of the bicycle we are building. So far, we have built the frame representing Jesus as our foundation, added the chain of grace, which connects to the back wheel, where Christ is the center or the hub of our life. The rim represents the obedient Christian in action. But today, we will focus more deeply on Christ as our hub. I would like to read a note from Irma's heart to yours. Irma says, Ladies, today you're going to study the Christ-centered life or the Lordship of Christ. The word Lord means master, governor, chief, boss, ruler, or sovereign. Many use different terms for Lordship, but the term Lordship means ownership, absolute control, authority, rule, or dominion. The important thing, ladies, is to realize you can't crown Him Lord of your life until you have first made Him your Savior. The Christian life was never intended to be lived out by ourselves. God wants to do this through us by our allowing Jesus Christ to be the absolute Lord of our lives. Love, Irma. The Bible in its entirety speaks of God and sets forth Jesus Christ as being Lord in the full meaning of that term. Jesus wants to be Lord of every believer's life, not merely in theory, but in practice. It is because of his great love for us that he wants this position. In fact, this is the essence of discipleship. A disciple is a Christian who is totally dedicated to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, is willing to die to himself, and is positively committed to live in obedience to Scripture. Are you a disciple of Jesus? If not, who or what are you following? Let's look at the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 5. Jesus is speaking, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches. He supplies us with everything we need as long as we're connected with Him. I'm not talking about our salvation experience. That is eternal. He will never leave us. This verse is talking about bearing fruit in our life. Apart from the vine, the branches cannot produce the fruit of the vine. I have a beautiful red rose bush in my backyard. If a branch is broken or damaged, I've noticed that it doesn't produce any rosebuds or leaves because it's cut off from the vine. 
The analogy is we must live daily from the source of our life, which is found only in Jesus. When I do works, even in ministry, apart from His Holy Spirit, the results are fleshly in nature with no spiritual fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing, the scripture says. In verse 8, Jesus says, My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. It is the will of God that we bear much fruit. We cannot produce fruit unless we walk in the Spirit and draw from Jesus' life for guidance and wisdom. That is making Him Lord every day of our life. You might be asking yourself, what would a disciple of Jesus who has made Him Lord look like? You might even know believers that have a worldly outlook and behavior, while others seem so different because they reflect the character of Jesus. Let's look at some characteristics of a believer who is receiving his or her life source from the vine on a daily moment-by-moment basis. One fruit they do produce is the fruit of the Spirit, such as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. They love one another. They live their life by faith. They obey their Lord and deny themselves, taking up their cross daily and following Jesus. There are many more characteristics, but you get the idea. When we make Jesus our Lord, it shows. What keeps us from making Him Lord? Could it be our pride, fear, love of the world? wanting our own way, or perhaps there's a sin in my life that I don't want to give up. Ladies, there is nothing that is worth forfeiting our own soul. Matthew 16 verse 26 says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? The soul is our personality, not our reborn spirit, which is eternal. Don't forfeit who you are and what God wants to do through you and in you for things. In closing, I would like to read an excerpt from a poem by C.T. Studd, a wonderful missionary and disciple of his Lord. It's called Only One Life. Two little lines I heard one day traveling along life's busy way bringing conviction to my heart and from my mind would not depart. Only one life twill soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Give me, Father, a purpose deep, in joy or sorrow thy word to keep, faithful and true whate'er the strife, pleasing thee in my daily life. Only one life twill soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Oh, let my love with fervor burn, and from the world now let me turn. Living for thee and thee alone, bringing thee pleasure on thy throne. Only one life twill soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last.
will last. Dear friend, you have only one life to live. Would you commit to living your life with Jesus as your Lord? If so, would you pray with me? Dear Jesus, I would like to invite you to be the Lord of my life on a daily basis. Thank you for your love and the wonderful plan for my life. I choose to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies, I'm so excited for you as you continue to receive these truths of God's word. Blessings on you until we gather again. Bye for now.